And welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Football Now. Happy Thanksgiving to all. Oh, sorry about that. Oh, all right. There we go. <laughs> cool. Welcome in, everybody, to Fantasy Football Now. It is the Wednesday hey, before I'm Thanksgiving. Yeah, I'm here. You got me? I got you, brother. We're good. All right, man. All right. Happy Thanksgiving to you, buddy. I know it's tomorrow, but uh, I did some cooking already, some shopping today. I got a bunch of my kids coming over. All they want is dessert. So i am uh, they're going to eat at their mother's and come for dessert. You know what I make for dessert? A few years ago, What's my uh, daughter and I uh, really decided we like um, strawberry shortcake. And I don't know why okay. I did it, but instead of using a shortcake that I bought at the store, we had biscuits in the refrigerator. So I made fresh, hot, flake, fluffy, fluffy biscuits and and went biscuit, right. strawberries, whipped cream, biscuit, strawberries, whipped cream. We made it about three, two, two biscuits, three halves of biscuits high. And we just sat there and gorged ourselves until we were that's almost awesome. sick at our stomach. Yeah. So that that's our uh, that's our thing. That's our father daughter thing. And so now a couple of the other kids so, are coming. So I got I got two big tins of biscuits uh, getting ready. The hard part was strawberries, right? It's not exactly strawberry season. So I'm picking through at Market Street, picking through, trying to find the darker looking strawberries. Even if they're overripe, I'll take them. Right? You don't need the ones that are white sure. or green. Otherwise, that's going to kill the moment. So anyway. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to you and to everybody else out there watching. Thanks for you guys joining in. Let's see. Uh, let's see. How do I get them in? Uh, comments. The, yeah, the comments. I got comments. I got you. There we go. I got us there now. So we go. There we go. We'll see cool. what pops okay. up now. All right. All right. So here we go. Week number 12. Here is a reminder. I'm going to say it now, and you know it, but I'm going to tell everybody else. There are no bye weeks this week, uh, games or teams. There are only two next week. But in week 14, there are either six or seven teams that are off. So if you are in a situation like Tito and I are in with our leagues that we are nearest and dearest to our hearts, we can't not afford to shit the bed in week 14 because we got two of our best players off. We just can't. So pay attention to that. You might be able to swing a trade but you know, before Sunday this week or certainly next week uh, when there's only a couple of teams off. But you, if you're iffy, you cannot have a player or two key be off for you in week 14. So... Keep that in mind. Item number one, Tito. Number one, winners. From last week, I wrote down, uh-oh, uh, the 49ers look to me to be the best team in the NFC. I may be discounting too quickly the Eagles and what they have done, but the addition of McCaffrey, the health of George Kittle, Debo, uh, I know their quarterback is just barely above average, but overall, almost everything they do on that team, defensively, coaching-wise, and everything else is pretty damn good and pretty damn built for playoff games. So winners for me, I look at the 49ers have won three straight and I'm like, here they come. You can hear the train coming. You know, it's uh, I don't think it's discounting the Eagles because I think the 49ers have the formula to beat the Eagles. I think that they've got the defense that can neutralize what Jalen Hurts does. And yeah. uh, as great as the receivers are, I look, I say, yes, they are the best um uh, the borderline playoff team right now. I think they're still in the seventh seed, if I'm not mistaken. I don't think they moved up, but they're still down there. But anyway, right. yes, yeah, San Francisco, probably the most dangerous team right now. Yeah, I don't think there's anything about any doubt about that. Also, for winners, I wrote down the Ravens, and this is an interesting one for all of us. The Ravens have won four straight. Their defense is getting to where we always expect it to be. But their offense is shitty, and, and I think it's mostly – based on the fact that they've had a inconsistent running back group, which they still do as far as I sure. know. Kenyon Drake's had some decent games. He's not a bad player. Justice Hill, eh. Uh, but they're missing some yeah. key guys. And, and that offense has been oddly dormant uh, for me. And for fantasy players, I'm like, I don't know who I would tell you to put in. You know, Kenyon Drake's been good some games and inconsistent others. The quarterback's He's playing for a massive contract somewhere, and you would expect it to be in Baltimore. Sure. And he started off like a house of fire, but has let down a little bit as well. So the Ravens are winners, but I'm not sure we as fantasy players are uh, because they're not doing much for us. Injuries to Dobbins and Gus Edwards have certainly hurt that team. Dobbins was somebody yeah. who they drafted him out of Ohio State, expected big things, played really well before uh, getting hurt year two, and then also now injured again. Edwards inconsistent. You're right. There is no flow 
with that offense, right. with the skilled players outside of Lamar Jackson. Even Mark Andrews has missed time. So it's hard to really establish a rhythm with that team. Honestly, the I mean, the only play that you consistently count on being out there is Lamar Jackson. He's listed as questionable this week, but I think he's going to play. And Mark Andrews played last week and sort of looked like he was getting back to himself a little bit. Uh, Duvernay's been there kind of all year, but his numbers are just okay if you're desperate. The one that showed up last week is Demarcus Robinson, and I'm intimately familiar with him because I watched his act in Kansas City for three or four years. And while he is tall, long-armed, long-legged, and extraordinarily athletic, he's a shitty route runner. Uh, He is always loose with the football when he gets it, and he finally wore wore his time out in Kansas City with the best quarterback in the league. So if Kansas City, if he couldn't if he couldn't make friends with with Mahomes, I don't know why you think DeMarcus Robinson is one that I would trust at all to even pick up or or put in next week. You? No, it's hard to or Duvernay. Now maybe week 14 I will when when there's six yeah. teams on a bye like you talk about. By the way, that week I've got to call up here Atlanta, Chicago, the Packers, the Colts, the Saints, and the Commanders are all off in that week 14 we're talking about. Um, okay, so it doesn't sound extraordinarily damaging, but there's people out there who just heard that are like, damn, you know, that's my running back and my number two yeah. wide receiver. So you got to fix it. Sure. Yeah, it might be your flex or if you had Cooper, oh, now he's out uh, for what looks like the year now because they said six weeks. So really, you can probably not count on him anymore in the fantasy right. season. But uh, Duvernay and um, you know, Robinson are both very much lottery plays. You're going to hope that you hit them on the week that they're really good, but odds are they won't be really good. Yep. Uh, item number two uh, for this show, fantasy football now, losers. The Jets come to mind, and I'm happy with Robert Sala and for him, the energy that he brings. He is a defensive-minded football coach, but Zach Wilson is sapping the life out of that team. That and the fact that they lost their best running back. Uh, those two things have me thinking that 6-4 and four team is on its way to – seven and 11 or however many games they play seven and 10 um sky seems to be falling three points versus new england and the coaching staff lets everybody down by punting that football with 18 seconds left to go and giving that a chance to happen uh seems inexplicable to me and now i understand that it is not flacco who is going to play this week in place of zach wilson it is mike white who got three starts last year. He went one right. and two. In the one game that he was good, he threw for 400 yards big game against, against Cincy. Yeah. So I don't know what to do about that. I can't yeah, so, imagine. who and, and who are the Jets playing? It's the Bears, isn't it? Uh, the Jets. Bears, it's in Bears, which could be, it could very well be a battle of the backup quarterbacks because Fields could be, is going to, I think Fields will miss the game. We'll see about that. That's but, what I'm saying. For, uh, the for Bears fantasy players, this could, this could be a repeat, though, of last week. If Fields isn't playing and, and White is in, nobody might score. Well, the, the Bears give up the most points in the league, I think, the last four weeks. So yeah. there is a little yeah. bit of a glimmer there if you're desperate. And, look, White's going to check down more to the running back. So, you know, you, you've got a little bit of potential there, you know, with James Robinson potentially, um, you know, to, to catch some passes out of the backfield. You're Look, it's another lottery ticket thing, though, where you better hope for a, hope for hitting that game when it happens the right way uh, because it's not guaranteed with that. You, I, it's hard trusting Mike White, but it might be harder trusting the Bears' defense. Yeah, I wonder. You know, I've watched them a couple times at different times during the season. I wonder if the Bears' defense got – caught up a little bit in the last three or four weeks in the whole field show, right? Everything's opened up. There are more plays. Fields is running around like a wild man. All of a sudden, they're scoring points, and there's been a natural bit of a letdown because I I didn't think the Bears' defense is that bad. I can see them getting bowed up in this Jets game. I can just see this Jets game having a total of of 20 or 22 points scored in the entire game. Be aware of fantasy players. Item number three, surprises. The Steelers are getting better. They aren't necessarily winning very often. But for fantasy players, especially Pickens to Pickett or Pickett to Pickens, whichever the way it goes, uh, is finally happening. Najee looks a little bit more engaged and a little bit fresher all of a sudden. Fryer moves, Deontay Johnson. All of a sudden, the Steelers seem to me, whether they're going to win games or not, to sort of be fantasy relevant again. Yeah, it's uh, we get caught up, I think, across – I'm not talking team fan, but if you're a fan of the NFL and you follow it, when yeah. Pittsburgh starts to turn things around, you automatically think, oh, 
they're dangerous now. They got to they're they're going to go on their run now in the second half, which is possible. But uh, they play at Indy um, on Monday night. That'll be a true team. going to look like that playing to the dome with the rookie quarterback. Najee Harris looked great the last couple of weeks. Offensive yeah. lines playing better. You've got T.J. Watt back, which is huge. That's look. T.J. Watt is as good for the offense almost as he is for the defense because yeah, he helps right. keep put the offense in better field position. So. Um, that that's a thing that I think is probably when Watt came back, that's really when the offense amazingly started to look better. Uh, the other surprise I had written down was another team, the Saints. Uh, the Red Rifle will throw it. Chris Olave is the best right. rookie receiver so far, but we'll see what happens with uh, with uh, Williams coming back for, uh, for Detroit. Uh, but Olave's relevant. Taysom Hill running it, throwing it, walking it, yeah. a little bit of everything. Wild card, we've mentioned that. Kamara has been a little bit down the last couple of weeks. The one I like is Jawan Johnson. If Jawan Johnson happens to be available in your league, he's actually been very, very good the last three weeks in a row. So just, just in case, tight end Jawan Johnson is a good-looking player. Is And I haven't given the ball to Kamara that much they should be. They haven't given the ball that much at all. I've decided, yeah. by the way, that I'm going to come up with a Bill Belichick all-star game. Play. Can great one week. And crap the rest of the week, and then surprise with a great week, and that's Taysom Hill. He, my Bill Belichick All Stars trust. You have on the bench the minute it's a big week. Yeah, uh, you know, and and to be honest with you, Andy Dalton's that way a little bit too. I think he, I think he checks out of way too many runs because he really likes to Jeez, throw the right ball. Now. You know, uh, and and as he gets yep. going, he gets a little horny to throw the ball, and if it goes well, then he can help you, but. As you said, Kamara's not getting the touches he should have. And I think I see Andy looking at formations that he says, yeah, it's time to throw. You know, Reminds me of my boy Romo. Uh, uh, number four yeah. are important for our friends, the ads. And I start out with Jawan Johnson, if you don't mind, the tight end in, um, in New Orleans. Uh, TD in three straight games, if he happens to be available, he's a really good pickup if he's available in your league. He, he can run. Jawan Johnson has... Uh, Really good legs, pretty darn good speed, and I've seen him have some big plays the last three weeks. Yeah, he definitely is somebody you want to add because um, you know you obviously can't count on, on Michael Thomas at all in New Orleans. You obviously can't count on uh, Jarvis Landry at all, and we just mentioned yeah. about Taysom Hill. So he's going to throw the, throw the ball to somebody, and it hasn't been as often as I thought it'd be to Kamara. So yeah, I think Juwan Johnson's a decent add. Look, if you're in, in the quarterback situation, look at that. Uh, Taylor Heineke is probably going to do better than guys like Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers again this week. If you're somebody who was kind of in quarterback hell because you waited too long to stab out this week again, by the way, looks like Kyler Murray is going to play for Arizona. But if you're in a situation where your quarterback is underperforming or has a tough matchup this week, Justin Fields, for instance, if he doesn't play, things like that, I think Heineke is a decent option. You know, it was occurring to me, see if you agree with this. This is sort of out of place. But as I looked at, at Arizona – and the possibilities that head coach gets fired before the end of the season. I keep thinking right. Kyler Murray is going to get back in the lineup here pretty soon, and he's going to get interested. And yeah. when he does, it might be a really good time to have him starting this week, uh, starting in the next couple of weeks. Sure. I just have a feeling. I really do. I have a feeling about Kyler Murray. If you could get him without giving up anything key and you're sort of on the periphery, that might be a move that I would make. Uh, I wrote Quez Watkins down, Philadelphia wide receiver. Doesn't get as many targets as you would have hoped. I, I know that quarterback does like him, but Quez has big plays. I went and looked, and he's got a 50-yard completion, a 33, a 23, a 26. So Quez can run, uh, and he's fast. He's good at getting down the sidelines. If you're if you're in need this week, uh, Quez Watkins for a Philadelphia team that probably bounces back and plays a little bit better this week. It might be too late, but if Josh Palmer is still out there, I would grab him for the Chargers. I know Mike Williams and Keenan Allen are both in and out of the lineup. We're not sure yeah. when they're going to play, and when they do play, we're not sure how many plays they're going to play. Do you know in the last three weeks, uh, Brady, Josh Palmer has been targeted 28 times by uh, Justin Herbert, and it's only wow. going to get better. He trusts him. He's going to keep throwing to him. The Chargers have to win. Their, their backs are getting for a playoff berth, so a lot more of Josh Palmer. Yeah, you know I watched that last week. They played Kansas City, and and you're right. That's a good-looking, solid wide receiver. He comes from a good pedigree in college, and and he's sort of the number yeah. one there, really, without anybody saying it. No one's going to say it out loud because they owe Keenan a lot of money. 
and Williams is a beast, but Williams right. came in, had one good play, landed on his back, and then took himself out for the rest of the game. So uh, I, I watched that as well. Uh, Alec Pierce uh, is is a wide receiver that I really like. Um, and early in the year, he had a couple of really big games. Matty Ice is back. Jeff Saturday mm-hmm. in the park is is sort of smoothing things out. It would not surprise me if Alec Pierce got cut for some kind of limited touches that he begins. Last week, he had uh, – what do you have? He had – I think I wrote he had six uh, targets last week. They're going to roll with Matt Ryan uh, the rest of this year. And Alec Pierce is a good player. Pierce is, you know, you've got Pittman there. You've also got Paris Campbell, who's played better under Matt Ryan. The offense as a whole, the passing game, is better with Matt Ryan out there throwing the ball around, slinging it around. So um, I think it will continue. Look, Paris Campbell, I think, is a decent, sneaky play as well. Pierce, certainly. Um, but Ryan's going to keep throwing that. And Ryan's got some value, too, as far as an ad if you're looking for a quarterback. Buffalo always looking to make things better in their running game. And James Cook has been getting more and more play. Last week, 11 carries for 86 yards. He's got four runs of over 20 yards this season. James Cook, Buffalo, certainly worth a worth a shot if you need him. This will play Detroit on Thanksgiving. And mm. I think Cook will get more more touches or around the same amount of saying so he'll get probably 10 to 12 touches, I think. And because I expect the Bills to be ahead in this game, they're favored by nine and a half, yeah. I think. I think the Bills should be able to put a lot of points up on Detroit's um let's say below average defense. And so Cook will get in the game more for that that reason. If it was a game against like a Kansas City type team or game against San Francisco, I don't know if Cook would get 10 to 12, but in Detroit, I expect him to get that. And I love James Cook's upside. I'm with you. Um, I expect Cleveland to be behind pretty much every week. Jacoby Brissett has been serviceable for the most part this year. Yes. And now when you watch him, this happens once or twice a year that Amari Cooper gets hot and interested. He's really, really good. He's you know a really that. good route yeah. runner. You know, I you know I spent some time with him here covering him here in Dallas for a couple of years, watching him play chess in the locker room. He's a very unusual, unique cat. But when Amari Cooper gets going, he gets going. And Brissett will get him the football. I don't hate them this week. No, I don't hate them either this week. I think that um, you know, playing against Tampa Bay, they'll probably be throwing the ball a lot and they'll be behind. Right. I've noticed that you know Nick Chubb keeps getting more and more touches. But Kareem Hunt's numbers have gone down a little bit. But yeah. I-, I do agree with you. Amari Cooper certainly is a decent option this week. Chubb catching more of the passes that we're used to seeing Hunt catch. That's what's sort of standing out to me. You know, there would be a lot of games where Chubb wouldn't get any catches or one, and now he's always getting four or five. Those are coming out of Kareem's end, uh, and I'm not sure why, but they definitely are. Uh, tight, end Harris, tight end Harrison Bryant out of nowhere had seven targets last week for Cleveland as well, and Joku played but maybe isn't really quite over his his right. uh, health issue. I'm not sure, but that was a lot of targets that I noticed. Uh, and Joku is listed as questionable for this week. And so if, if he doesn't have a market improvement before Sunday, yeah, I think Bryant's a decent uh, – if you're streaming tight ends, that's not a bad odd. You do a lot worse, I think, than Harrison Bryant if Njoku is still limited coming into Sunday. Uh, Arizona wide receiver Greg Dortch was on TV the other night. I went and looked, and he had he's like had two or three of the games this year where he got nine targets. But then he's got other games right. where he gets one, two, zero, one. So I don't know what to tell you about him, but they threw it to him ten times. He caught nine of them. And I can't remember who was doing their game, but whoever's doing their game right. said, I watched this guy, and he catches basically every ball they throw his way, was was this color guy's observation. And I was like, okay, that's a fantasy observation, because in watching him last week, he, he was everywhere. He caught the balls that are his shoe tops because he's quick as a cat. He went up for a couple of balls. So, so possibly Greg Dortch, possible in Arizona. Yep. He's got a great catch radius. That hurts now. I'll... The fact he's really out of the picture there, he's like you said, the, the inconsistency, the one target, or one catch, two catch, nine catch, that part's hard to live with, but streaming tight ends, he's a great option to have. Wide receiver Demir Bird in Atlanta. Now, this one I'm 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 eye dropping, okay, because Atlanta sometimes doesn't throw more than 10 or 11 passes in a game. So at your own peril. But right. Demir Bird, when I watch Atlanta, is a guy who who <clears throat> that quarterback will throw the football to. He does have two touchdowns in the last four games. And to say he's a favorite of Mariota is dangerous. Listen to me. Mariota's favorite thing to do is run. And then he wants to run. Yes. And then he might hand it off to somebody else who will run. So 
right. not recommending this. I'm just saying if you're in a spot, Demir Bird seems to be yeah. an opportunistic man with few opportunities. There, I covered yes. my ass. It, 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 listen, Kyle Pitts being gone. You did. Kyle Pitts being gone for the year also helps out his cause too, because if you if you like you said, if Mariota if, if he completes 12 passes or throws 12 passes, if you do the math on it, who's going to catch him? If he if he completes 12 passes. Pitts has got zero, obviously. You know what I mean? So you've got a, a, only a certain number you can work with there, and that also helps Bird's cause. In my team that matters so much, I traded for Kyle Pitts. I didn't give a lot, but I traded for him in like week three, and my partner every week says, right. how much worse could Kyle Pitts be for us? And then I text him the other day and said, he could be out, which he is now. So there we go. I don't know why he had to say it, but the minute he said it, it happened. Wide receiver Mac Hollins in Oakland, another one. When Mac Hollins gets passes thrown his way, it's a lot of passes. Seven, eight, yep. nine targets. Uh, Oakland's always going to be behind. I think uh, Carr is sort of like, you know what? Fuck it. <laughs> We're going to be behind. This seems to be the shitbag team that we have, but I have my best friend over here who's really good, who's getting double and triple coverage. The tight end's out. I'm going to throw it to everybody, and part of everybody is Mac Hollins. Yeah, it's um, Hollins certainly is the one. That, Adams going to get his. He's going to throw the ball to Adams a lot anyway. We know that, but somebody else has to get uh, touches after that. And yeah, you know it, it makes sense with that one. We mentioned last week Logan Thomas has been a good tight end who hasn't been real healthy. He ended up getting six targets last yep. week, five for sixty-five on catches. And as I look at that game this week, I'm like, man, Logan Thomas might catch seven or eight balls this week. That's just sort of how I feel. So if you need a tight end, again, the streaming tight ends thing, I'm kind of on Logan Thomas, Washington this week. Do you think this thing is legit going forward? Now, this year's almost over now. It's like next year, yeah. you're looking at tight ends. Next year, you are more likely, less likely to stream a tight end. Or are you going to draft a tight end higher and keep him and not stream it alike. Do you have a like? Do you have an idea of where you think the trend will go with that? I think based on the talent, I, I keep thinking I eyeball at the beginning of every year two more Travis Kelseys, and we know that that's not true. But that is right. what everyone's looking for. Sure. Everyone's after six four, two fifty, can run like a deer and can stop on a dime. And you got bodies that roll out there. You're sure. like, that's him. That's him. That's him. But we all know the truth. Right. None of them are him. And and. So, no, I, I think I, if I can't get Kelsey, and the truth is I know he's going to be 32 next year, I might draft Kelsey late in the first round. I mean, it seems to be the highest you know floor what? in the world. You know what? I think we're going to see more and more fantasy leagues go away from – because how much tight ends have morphed into a wide receiver position, like with Kelsey, like with Andrews. As much as that's kind of morphed into that, I think we're going to see more leagues – eliminate tight end position and just count three like wide receiver slash tight end. Yeah, it's probably a good idea. I see more uh, that he just catches on is there's no tight end position. You're a pass catcher, you're a receiver. And and that's where Kelsey and Andrews the guys, then those guys would fill in. Yeah. Hawkinson, the same thing, no doubt. Uh, yeah, Hawkinson, the other right. ad is uh, Jamison Williams, the fantastic wide receiver from the university of Alabama. He is now going to be activated. Uh, and potentially could play tomorrow. I'd be surprised because we have not, you know, I've been following it because I have him in a couple of leagues. So I've been following it. I, so he's active, but I have a feeling this is at least a couple of week period for him to get any real play on this Detroit team. They're not, they're not winning that many games. They're going to be a lottery team. They probably need a quarterback. So rushing him back doesn't seem to make any sense. But as far as an ad, Jamison Williams, when he gets healthy, I still think, and Olave has been very good, is going to be the best rookie wide receiver out of this class, uh, Detroit wide receiver. So you grab with you. I don't think Detroit plays him this week because you've got the extended week then after this. You've got you know time to get ready for your next game. So um, I don't think they play him on the short week. I think they let him get acclimated and put it back in. But you, you're right. You should grab him and cut that fifth wide receiver. Cut the Van Jefferson guy I told you to pick up a couple weeks ago. Cut uh, someone like that. Cut Allen Robinson. Cut somebody else and grab him and see if he has some value. Item number five is just drop the asses. Uh, Zach Wilson is an easy one. Uh, he's not smart enough to have said, 
you know what? We need to be better. The defense was really good. Uh, it pissed his coach off so much that that they're they're benching him. They keep saying he's still our guy. He has a unique set of skills, uh, but at this point, his his best skill is kind of being a dick and turning the ball over. So he's not going to play for a while. Baker Mayfield sucks all the time, and when he's in, he drags right. the team down. You know, my Deontay Foreman got dragged right into the mud because the defense was yeah. like, "Oh, there's Baker." All of you fuckers come up here and tackle Deontay Foreman Let's because see. he can't do shit. He's really good at TV commercials. Stack the box. Um, the Zach Wilson thing, what's so funny about that too, Brady, is Zach Wilson comes out and criticizes the defense. Look, the defense gave up three points. The seven that the Patriots scored was on that special team's punt. The defense gave up three friggin' points. If you can't beat a team when they only they held the three points, you keep your mouth shut. Well, when you throw for 77 yards and and it's 3 to 3 oh. with 20 seconds left to go in the game, you have you have your share of blame. The ball's always in your hands. So, it was easy right. and he yeah. fucked it up. Uh the other drop is Melvin Gordon who is is and I haven't watched. I know Denver fans are tired of it. I know he's had more than his share of fumbles this year, but with everything that's going on there, it's almost as if the only person Denver has to blame is Melvin Gordon. And I I don't quite get that. I think that they uh, have done something here catastrophically wrong in the Russell Wilson contract, which they cannot do anything about. But Gordon is out, and I, I figured he'd be snapped up for Sunday, and he hasn't been yet. Hasn't been yet. I think the teams somebody may grab him to sign him as insurance as insurance policy. Uh, Henderson, Daryl Henderson, who the Rams cut, uh, kind of surprisingly because he was a guy they loved for a while, but Henderson got picked by the Jaguars um, to back. Back, oh, okay. Um, out there with running from Jacksonville, Etienne, Etienne. He's back in the Etienne now. Yeah. It won't surprise me if the Chiefs grab Gordon. To be honest with you, Clyde Edwards may be out for the rest of this year, um, and oh. so that's a rookie uh, yeah, in I Isaiah Pacheco, right? And he, and he knows the teams. He knows, you know, you know what I mean. It's, it seems to me, and Andy, Andy has no yeah. leash. Andy will bring Gordon in and say, if you fumble like you've been fumbling there, you won't fucking play. But I also know I've watched you right. for years, and you're pretty damn dynamic. You're a veteran guy. I can count on you, hopefully. If you don't fumble, yeah. you've got to roll in this team. Do you want to answer a couple of questions? Because you brought up Pacheco. Sure. Um, yeah. Uh, we got this question here from R. Avila, who wants to know, Pacheco, Garrett Wilson, Cortland Sutton, or DeAndre Swift, half-point PPR. He's got a half-point PPR. Pacheco, Wilson, Sutton, or Swift? Um, I, I don't like Swift at all I've, uh, until they start giving him the ball more on. I'm not sure on Sutton. For me, it's between Garrett Wilson and Pacheco. I I probably lean Pacheco right now. Um, for Kansas City, a little bit over Wilson. It's close, but half-point PPR, I know that might give a little edge to Wilson, but I, I think I'd go with Pacheco. Pacheco has not caught many passes, so that's the only thing that slows me down. I, I do think he can catch the football. Uh, we all in Kansas City want to compare him to – um, a young Kareem Hunt, but we haven't seen the pass catching side of it yet. But he has a disposition there that Andy likes, right? I mean, he 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 turns and finds a hole and runs through it as hard as he can, like he just shifted into fifth, and you can grab on if you want to. And yeah. and I know they like that. Um, one more question here: Pick three out of these, and there's no designations of PPR or anything. So I I, I assume it's PPR because most leagues are now. Pick three, Aaron Jones, Etienne, uh, Walker, Pollard. You know, my first, thing for, my first thing for yeah. Mac is how does first place feel? Uh, because I love that running back core right there, I will tell you that, especially That's in the last, you know, whatever, four or five weeks, Pollard and Walker have been absolutely on fire. Uh, I don't have all of the matchups in front of me. Who is Aaron God? I, I don't think I felt too good about the Packers this week. Who's Aaron Jones got? You're freezing on me, Tito. You still there? Aaron Jones is at Philly. Yeah, so th this is tough for me. Okay, now uh, we're back. I'm sorry. Aaron Jones yeah. is at Philly. And look, mm -hmm. 
Uh, Tony Pollard, his last four games has like 431 yards rushing and like 600 total yards, over 600 and six touchdowns. I'm telling, I love Pollard. I love like I've got a Doug Martin type crush on Pollard. I had a huge crush on Doug Martin in Tampa Bay and also mm. CJ Spiller in Buffalo. I've got that kind of love for Pollard right now. Uh, Pollard Walker for sure. After that, it's probably Etienne. I don't think that Aaron Jones will get enough touches. I agree. I, it's hard for me to believe I'm saying sit, sit Aaron Jones, but amongst that plethora of good fortune and good drafting and good additions, way yeah. to go. I think it's Aaron Jones. Yep. We agree. Uh, let's see. Right. Item number six. These guys were just flat bad. Kirk Cousins was bad. It wasn't prime time, but it was the Cowboys and everybody was watching. And now he's got prime time this week yeah. on Thanksgiving. And damned if it isn't Belichick who will come in here and fuck Kirk Cousins up. Um he was bad. I'm not telling you to sit Kirk Cousins, but if you think Kirk Cousins is going to score him at about 15 points in your fantasy league, you're probably wrong. I am going to go the opposite on this one, Brady. Okay. I'm going to tell you that right. like everyone at some point, Kirk Cousins is going to have a really good primetime game. I think this an awful loss to completely. I don't back game i'm gonna take uh, i think that i think prime time it's but the trend prime time against belichick i think cousins has a better game oh one thing i would say to do to help cousins and that that minnesota didn't in that cowboy game was run the ball more they ran yeah. the ball effectively cowboys were a bad run defense or at least had been for two or three weeks coming in and you know, Cook gets eight carries or something like that, and he averages 5.5 yards a carry. You want to help Kirk Cousins run the damn football. You got two really good running backs. That'll help him. Uh, other guys that were just flat bad, just the Texans. You and I have talked about this. I thought Mills and Pierce and Cooks and Collins and, you know, the sort of momentum they had coming out of training camp that, that Houston would help fantasy players more. And they've all been bad. And now Cooks is not helping, right, because he's a whining bitch because he didn't get traded and whatever and – uh, Pierce, all of a sudden, after being shot out of a cannon, everyone's just the line of scrimmage. So uh, it's it's they've they've been bad. Pierce should bounce back this week, I think, but um, it, the offensive line has not been helping him out. And right. the fact that without Cooks there, it certainly makes teams easier to like stack the box, like we talked about earlier. Um, with the fact that the uh, uh, that who was it was it couldn't pass the ball at all. It was um, oh with Deonta Foreman with the Carolina. You might see yeah. the same kind of treatment, uh, but. I, I think that Pierce has a decent game this week. Could be in the rookie wall, rookie wall, but I think he has a decent game. Rams were just flat bad, and they are flat bad. I'm actually kind of surprised. I mean, the Super Bowl hangover does happen. They lost a couple of key players, no doubt, but I didn't expect them to be this bad. And now Bryce Perkins, I understand, is going to be the quarterback for the Rams, who got 10 right. throws, five completions, 64 yards last week. The Rams are not for anybody to watch or fantasy players to grab onto. Anytime you Google the name of a quarterback when you hear his name starter for a week, that's a bind. Uh, it's okay. bad for the Rams all around. They, they cut their the running back they love. Their, their top receiver is out for the year. Their is out for this week. Yeah, it's not good. It's not a good situation for the Rams. Now, item number seven is the stardom list. This is what people want to know. I, I'll lead with one. They're going to go home. But Jared Goff playing Buffalo. Again, doesn't sound great, but Buffalo's reeling a little bit. And the Lions are kind of on the opposite end right. of that. The Lions are playing better. They see a light, right? Their defense isn't horrendous. Their offense is getting healthier with Amon Ross, St. Brown, and maybe Jamison Williams in the next couple of weeks. I think there's a palpable energy about what Detroit is doing. And kind of the Bills are fighting off just the opposite. Uh, so I, I, I'm i not saying Goff's going to score 30 points. He's not. But it wouldn't surprise me if he got you 22, 23, 24 points. And if you needed it, you could live with it. Uh, I think one of the guys I like is uh, Jeff Wilson Jr. out in Miami. Tim and Mostert okay. out there kind of splitting carries, touches sometimes. But I think Wilson has a big week this week. I like him quite a bit. Justin Jackson in Detroit, I think it just has to be said, Runs the ball hard. He's averaging 5.3 yards a carry. I know it's Jamison Williams, and everybody wants it to be Swift, who has them on his their, their team, but it's not. Uh, Justin Jackson getting, you know, 10 touches, 5.2 yards a carry. Again, it's against Buffalo, so it might be a tough go. 
but they're going to run some running backs in and out of there if you had to. I, I, I'm enjoying watching Justin Jackson. Yeah, Detroit running game has been fun to watch this year. It, it, even you know, consistent with not only his touch selection, um, Detroit runs the ball well. I also like look, Latavius Murray is going to be the guy to get the carries in Denver. I know Denver's offense has not been very good this year, but they seem to do better when they control the ball. And Latavius Murray, you get a heavy dose Latavius Murray coming up week. Uh, I also wrote down both Kirk, uh, Christian Kirk, and Zay Jones. And, you know, this is my gambling side. I have a feeling about Jacksonville at home versus Baltimore, uh, at least covering in this game. Baltimore's defense, we already mentioned, getting better, especially their run defense. But their pass defense still ranked right kind of in the middle. Their pass rush, not phenomenal. And it would not surprise me to see Kirk and or Zay Jones have, have productive games. You know, Zay Jones is sneaky. He came on strong end of last year when he was with the Raiders before he came over to the Jaguars. He had a decent end to his season, and this is about time where you get the second half now, and Lawrence becomes more and more comfortable with those guys. And, you know, when I think about Jackson, I think about next year having those guys back and, you know, also being able to add Calvin Ridley to the mix, how good that offense could be next year. If you're in a dynasty league, maybe make a play for Trevor Lawrence. If you're if you're dynasty and your te- seed's kind of tanking, you've got a better quarterback, though. I would make a play for Trevor Lawrence somewhere. I think that Jags offense could really be something special next year. Um, okay. Christian Watson for Green Bay. He's been very mm-hmm. opportunistic. Christian Watson has been five touchdown passes the last two games, sneaking up the rookie of the year um, odds in Vegas as far as winning that, the offensive rookie of the year. He won't win it, but uh, as Rodgers grows more confident with him, I think that Watson could have a really big impact the rest of the year. It feels like he got over the yips in that game against the Cowboys, right? Because he starts that game with a drop of about 25, 27 yards. They miss a field goal, and I'm like, yep, that's what we've been seeing all year from the Packers. That's how. That's what this looks like. And right before right. our eyes, right before our eyes, three touchdown catches, including one really unlikely arched back over the shoulder running oh. into the end zone, and it's just like, boom. You know, yep. Mackie Saster can now throw the ball back to the pitcher. It's just fixed. Nobody knows what I'm talking <laughs> That's about. That's a great there. reference. <laughs> Could be Steve Sachs throwing the first also. Yes. Mackie Sachs is a better pull. Or Chuck Knobloch. No, but nobody has any idea about any of those because you and I are old as dirt. Um, I like starting the Bears defense as well. We, you already said, hey, the Bears defense last four weeks has been terrible. But Mike White coming into play. Right. The Bears are all, all fired up. No fields. I just got a feeling this game is 10-9. And if that's the case, the Bears defense will do something if you need them. It is hard for me to trust a Bears defense that gave away their two best players at the trade deadline right behind that. So that's that's yeah. my only concern with that is I don't know if they have the talent to – that's our average I'm not convinced the Bears have the talent to make that an opportunistic pick for them. Okay. I'm with you on that. Uh, I wrote Pacheco down. We've already talked about him. I hate to say starts uh, – uh, a young running back with minimal carries against the Rams. But I but I sort of kind of feel that way, that Andy, Andy gets to this part of the season and realizes that running is going to come into play more and more for his team trying to salt games away, uh, getting in cold weather games. We've seen him. He, Andy doesn't want to run, but he will. When he gets the right matchup, all of a sudden Andy will turn the running game loose yeah. for a while. I, I think he wants Pacheco to be really ready to be a stud when – week one of the playoffs rolls around or, well, they'll have a bye week probably. Oh, here, this is for you. This is for you. There you go. (laughs) I don't know where that came from. It just showed up in my house. That was awesome. Uh, Cardinals QB, whoever that may be, versus the Chargers. You said you think it's Kyler. Uh, so if it's Kyler, great. I, like I actually already told everybody, hey, it might be time to make a, a low-end play at Kyler right now. There's something in me that says when Kyler gets interested, now that D-Hop is back, uh, that something's going to click in Kyler. He's going to run the ball right. a little bit more, and he's a good fantasy player coming home. He is, and they're and they're desperate. So, And Kingsbury's coaching for his job, I have to believe. Yeah. So there's oh, two ways God. to look at it. One, you can say, well, he's going to be he'll be aggressive with his play calling, and so he's going to throw the ball a lot. Or you might say, Murray doesn't want to play for this guy anymore, so I'm not going to play. You know, maybe I I don't put forth the entire effort because I want a new coach in here. There's talk that Sean Payton is interested in 
the Cardinals' hmm. job becomes open and the Chargers' job becomes open. Isn't How that would is. that be for either Murray or Justin Herbert if they got those? If he, they got Sean Payton there, no doubt. And that's the that they play each other this week. As I was eyeballing that, I'm like, the Chargers don't even hardly yeah. try and run right now. They throw on almost every down. So I like this ball in the air game with Cardinals and Chargers this week. Get some of that if you can. And then I wrote this down. You mentioned that people could drop him. I wrote down Allen Robinson. And the sole reason is you know how closely I am tied in watching the Chiefs. That's three rookies in the secondary back there. This is very Belichick, right, that that they're going to round into shape right. by the time. And they're uh, all three of them look like they can play. But that defensive coordinator is going to play straight up man, a lot of times zero in the back. And you're going to get some open receivers one-on-one -on -one against the Chiefs. You just are. And Robinson's going to be the best wide receiver on the field. I, I just have a feeling Allen Robinson comes up with eight for 80 and a touchdown this week against Kansas City in a losing cause. I have a hard time okay. trusting a Ram quarterback. Oh, I know. The I know. I might be crazy. Sometimes I just start writing shit down and I just keep on going. <laughs> uh, I, item number eight. <laughs> item number eight is sit they asses. Uh, Andy Dalton has is. I, I like him. I liked him when he was here. I liked him when he was at TCU. I like Andy Dalton. When he gets going, he can throw the damn football. Uh, but he does right. turn it over. He does turn it over under duress. That's a really good San Francisco team that Andy Dalton's team is getting ready to go across the country to see. I, I just don't think, unless you have to, I don't think you want Andy Dalton playing fantasy football quarterback for you at San Francisco this week. I agree with you on that. Yes, I think that Dalton, although he got kind of a bad rap in Cincy, I think I think he was a really good quarterback for the Bengals. Yeah, um, I agree. He's not somebody I want to play this week. There's no way, no way. Uh, then I just wrote down for sit the asses the entire Jets team and the entire Bears team. Just don't, don't watch. Uh, just, just leave yeah. yourself alone. Walk the dog. Do something nice for your wife. You don't do enough for your wife or your girlfriend as it is when the Jets and the Bears are on your television. Go do something for your wife. It. it it's pay it forward. And it's also, I'm helping you because you don't want to watch this shit. Uh, the other one was Broncos at no. Panthers. I feel similar about that one. I think if you, if you're one of our ardent viewers and listeners and follow this, if you are someone who's got some kind of community service, you're supposed to serve for the County you live in. If you have That's a chance, ask the judge, does this count as community service? If I watch these games, because that's what they should be. They are not. I know there's must see TV. There is also not see TV. This is not. I'm sorry. I got to be careful. How I say this. Not see TV. Make sure I said that right. the right way. Not see TV. Avert your eyes. Uh, item number nine: <laughs> injury updates. I need you to help me with this. You're ahead of me. Uh, I watched Keenan Allen play some plays, make kind of a big play, right. but also purposely. Mm -hmm. He was on the field probably not more than 20 plays, I would say. Um, yeah. So I don't I don't know where he's at. Then I watched Mike Williams go make one great play, fall down on the sidelines after a 25-yarder kind of on his back and his hip, and he was done. So I don't know about those two. And then is Dallas Godard out for the year? Those are the three I want you to tell me about, and then you keep going. Yeah, I believe, I believe Goddard's going to be out for the year now, it looks like. it was. It, it's okay. not looking promising for him. If he comes back, I think it'll be after the – fantasy season ends williams and allen are going to be what williams and allen have been look they are always questionable anymore you can bank on them being questionable the news would be if they are if they are active like that's the news because every week going in it's like they're questionable and they and they're going to be limited anyway that's the way it's always going to be with these guys allen gets hurt every year from all the weeks williams like you said you can't count on him out there um, looks like Josh Allen's back to being fine and normal uh, after the, the the elbow injury he had. He looks completely good to go now. Uh, I think that yeah, you know more about Zeke now, right? Because Zeke, is he going to try to play for sure on Thursday? Is he going to be out there full go, or do you think he'll be on a pitch count also? No, well, I don't think he's on a pitch count. I think it's a combo, a little bit of a pitch count. But on the other hand, it's him acquiescing and saying, you know what, Pollard's, Pollard's too hot. So – Put me in on the right place. Put me in to pick yeah. up the blitz. Put me in on short yardage. Put me in by, in the red zone. And let's roll this little rocket that is attached to number 20. Uh, so he's going to play, and he's got a chance to make your week okay if he scores a touchdown. But it's it's going to be a Pollard week again. Uh, Lamar Jackson, all they say is dealing with an issue. I just got the latest news on this. 
He Harbaugh said, or John Harbaugh, Jim Harbaugh said, one of the Harbaugh said, we had an issue in the game. He's going to play in the game, but I wanted to hold him back and let him rest today for practice. So he's listed as questionable, but it looks like he's going to play, which I totally expect. Ronnie Stanley, their left tackle, um, you know, I, I don't expect him to be out there at all. Lamar Jackson feels terrible about that injury. I think he, I think he stepped on his foot or one or the other. Somehow oh. they, they collided, and that's what caused Ronnie Stanley to get hurt. Stanley, you know, missed like almost two full years. But that's something to mm. keep an eye on as well with the Ravens offense. And then Clyde Edwards-Alaire is out, I believe. Uh, he went on the inactive list, so it's a four-week minimum for him, which pretty much IR, puts yeah. him uh, – Yeah, IR. So uh, those are the ones that I know about. Uh, tips from the pros this week. I started with this. And I will remind you of this. Um, this week, there are no bye weeks. Don't get fooled if you are new at the fantasy world or you haven't been in that long to think bye weeks are over. Next week, there are two teams. And week 14, there are six. And most leagues that I'm right. in or that I'm looking at, there's a shit ton of six and five, five and six teams. You, you don't have time to get right. caught off guard in week 14, which might be your final week or your next to last week before the playoffs with two or three key guys out because you didn't realize week 14 was a monster bye week. So pay attention to that. If you need to trade around that, which we've been telling you for five weeks, it's time to start trading around your bye yeah. weeks if your record is bad. You probably need to do it one more time. You know what? And, and if, if you're doing really well, if you're one of those teams that's sitting on eight and three right now and like you're locked into the playoffs, if you see a team like you mentioned, five and six, fight to get a spot, Take advantage of that and go to them and say, look, you need to win your next two games, and you've got guys that are coming up off for next three games. You've got a bunch of guys off week 14. I'll, I'll give you a B player, uh, maybe a B and a C player, for your A player that's off week 14 because you've got to win or your season's over. You've got to pounce go. on that. Go and look at all of those rosters. Find out you know, who the people are that need help to get in the playoffs. And then if you're one who needs help to get in the playoffs, you've got to go the other way with it and try to go out and stock your roster and maybe buy you know. And I got to bite the bullet and do this and just try to sneak in. And then for keeper leagues, you know, my uh, league that that we're struggling in, but that I care a lot about, we keep two keepers every year. So you get to sort of this point where you're right. like, we probably ain't getting in. So I'll give up a little too much for a keeper, especially ours is basically whenever he was drafted. So uh, I got okay. Deontay Foreman drafted in round 20. If you can get Deontay Foreman drafted late, late in drafts and you're out, Carolina will get better next year at passing the football. Deontay Foreman's really good, especially as a late round keeper. Those kinds of examples, you know, if it's not this year, it's next year. And if you're in a keeper league, if you can get a couple of really good keepers that solidify what you do before the draft starts, then you give yourself a chance to not have another one of these years next year. Absolutely. Keep an eye looking forward on that stuff and know your rules inside and out as far as how those keeper things work and what you can protect. If it's full keeper, full franchise or multiple, or you just keep a number of keepers. Yes. Look at that. Take advantage of that as well. And uh, you can certainly right now, if you're in those kind of keeper leagues, you can absolutely start making decisions for 2020. That is key. And now there are a, a few other things everyone needs to think about tomorrow. So if your team is one of the three teams playing, this is what I said in Off of the Helmets to my Cowboys fans. Listen, do not if you're a Cowboys fan, do not or Giants fan, do not roll out of bed tomorrow right. morning at 10:30 and have pancakes at eggs at 10:30 because you won't be ready to eat lunch and when dinner is served, when Thanksgiving is served during the first game. You don't care about the first game. So you need to be eating during the first game. So that means up by eight, doing something for the wife in the kitchen, taking the trash out, walking the right. dog, whatever. You don't care. But get up and eat at eight so you're ready to eat at noon so that when the Cowboys and the Giants are on, and those are your teams, you're not worried about eating. You're having a little piece of pie. You're going to relax. You're going to get a trip to Fan High during the evening game because I think the Patriots are playing, and that puts everybody to sleep. You have to plan your day. And if you don't plan your day tomorrow, you're going to get effed, right? You're going to have right. a request of, you know what? The family's going for a walk. Oh, right. are they? <laughs> <laughs> oh, are they? All right. And then you're going to be like, I've been a heel for the last month and a half. I got to go on this fucking walk. And you have screwed this up. So get up. Early in the morning, do some honeydews, stir the pot, take out the trash, walk the damn dog, get all your stuff done, eat breakfast, and be ready to cash in, not do the noon game. You're eating, you're being a good guy so that you can watch right. the damn middle and the late game if you want to. If you don't plan your day, men, if you don't plan your day, you're going to get fucked. You just are. 
don't screw this up. You know what, Brady? I for and you had tips from the pros in the la, in this part, but I'll give you a tip from an amateur because this All is right. an amateur thing on today that I do. But whenever I've got two guys I'm deciding between in a draft, and it's like they're razor, and it might be like, like the eighth round, but it's like mm-hmm. this guy, or this guy. One of the play Thanksgiving, I because if I can get a quarterback or me, I the right way, so you're not stuck on doing a walk when the games going when the games are going on. There you go. All right. And I got one more. Now, not everyone's tall. I was lucky to be tall. With tall came giant ears and plenty of other things that I had to give back on. But somewhere along the morning, especially if you've got a lot of people, you're going to recognize what the best pie is. Cherry, pumpkin. Uh, My stepmom made one year for me a pumpkin pecan pie. Literally, Pecan on top, pumpkin on the bottom. She told me she'd never do it okay. again because it didn't all want to cook, right? There's two right. There's two different uh, embodiments of what's in a pumpkin and a, and a pecan pie, and they didn't want to cook. But one of okay. them cooked, and it was the best pie I ever had. So what you'll realize is you have a favorite pie, and everyone's had some, and they're sitting in the kitchen. And if you're tall, it is not hard at all to take the last two pieces of your favorite pie and stick them on top of the refrigerator. And then as the day goes along, your pie is still there. You don't even know how it got there, but it's on top of the refrigerator right? and you're good because who do you care about getting the right pie? This guy, two thumbs. This guy needs pie all day. That's a great point. I never thought about that. Of course, how tall are you? Six, well, I was six, five, but my spine and my back and my knees are all like, so so, still six, four. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. That's a great tip. That's also good to have. I, I, I'm not, look, I am not above taking a piece of pie and putting it in our, in our auxiliary fridge in the basement. I will absolutely do that. Yeah. Good point. Yeah. But see, that one's obvious. If it's on top of the fridge, I don't even know how it got there, but I'm going to have some of this pie that's on top of the fridge. And all the people who are going to bust you, really bust you, are short. They they don't see on top of the fridge. They are. They just don't. They don't. Right. It's it's right. it's never 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 land. That's all I got. Tito, That's I enjoyed it. Uh, happy Thanksgiving to Thanks, you, buddy. Brother. Enjoyed this. I hope we help some people out there. These next two or three weeks are crucial. Uh, we appreciate you watching. Hopefully the tips are great. Compare. Uh, congratulations by by the way to Mako J thirty seven for having to decide between Aaron Jones, Travis Etienne, Walker, and Pollard. Holy crap! Say hello to first place. Um, <laughs> All of you have a great Thanksgiving. Enjoy each other. Be kind to each other. And we'll be back next Wednesday for you. For Jeff Tito Thidoff at Thid Happens, I'm Brady Tinker at DFW Sportsbeat. Thanks for watching. Thanks, Bill. We'll talk to you next week. Good. Happy Thanksgiving, pal. Hey, you too.